Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of First Impression Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jasmine Pollock, and we're going to be talking all things NFL, so let's get started. Welcome to Jasmine Pollock's First Impression Sports Talk, the fastest-growing sports talk show in the country. And now, here's your host, Jasmine Pollock. Welcome back to Jazz's First Impression Sports Talk. And to kick the day off, we're going to talk about those red, hot, high-flying eagles. So let's bring in Jeremiah and let's talk about those eagles. So, Jeremiah, we saw that the eagles destroy the New York Giants 44-23. to So, Jeremiah, what is your take on this eagles team? And not to mention they clinch a playoff berth. They're the first team right now to clinch a playoff berth. What is your take on those eagles? Well, the Eagles, they look very dominant. Uh, just to start off from this uh, game that I just seen yesterday, it was just mind-blowing. You would think that would be a good game against them or Giants, but just how the Eagles just came in a swarm off the bat, going up 7-0, I'm thinking that the 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 Giants were going to give them, like, you know, just a shot and try to come back right then and there. But it's just when Eagles hit on that gas pedal – they're just a very dangerous team. Just having AJ, um, you know, having hurts like that duo right there itself is just very dangerous. And not to mention their defense. It's just their defense right now to me is the best in the league because it's them and the 49ers. And also, so in that day, the Eagles defense has seven sacks yesterday. So they can get after the quarterback. They can create turnovers. They can guard people. They can do a lot of different things with their defense but offensively let's read off some numbers so jalen hurts this season so far he is in the conversation of leading the mvp race so he has three hundred thousand, uh, uh, three thousand, excuse me three thousand yards passing 32 touchdowns to only three interceptions 68 percent completion rate and he's 12 and one as a starter right now this season he has to be leading the mvp race and not to mention aj brown is averaging i think two touchdowns a game so i mean like the acquisition the acquisition yeah. of aj brown yeah. from the titans how big was that for the eagles well when it came to, to them getting the uh, aj brown i said before that was the best trade of that whole offseason because of just how that really just evaluated that team like it team and so you just seen how just his presence making everybody else just step their game up. Just like you said before, I remember you told me this. They are just like pieces away from being like a great team. You already seen them when they came yes. to playing the Bucks in that first round. They were just pieces mm -hmm. away, and they had their piece with A.J. Brown right now. Now you just have Hurts being very comfortable as he's doing, and you just see e even with A.J. Brown – yeah, you can have two or three people on him. He'll still find a way to get the ball. And that's just how veteran works at the end of the day. And Tennessee, I still don't know what they was thinking when they did trade him. Like, what was the point? He, A.J. Brown, and, you know, I don't like to always do comparisons, but he reminds me of um, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. He just has that feel to him. Like, every time, you know, he's big, he's physical, He's fast. He's able to get past people. He's able to, you know, Randy Moss people, all those things like that. But I have some um, 
graphic. Let's look at these Eagles, man. Like these flyers, man, were so fire. I mean, now I feel bad because my mom is a Giants fan. She is a Giants fan. She also, her second team, she could say, is the Eagles. So, I mean, she wasn't too upset, but she was just not happy that her Giants were not. But let's talk about the Giants for a little bit. And I know we're going off topic, but I feel like when we look at this Giants team, they're still in the playoff conversation. They're still able, they're going to be able to still make the playoffs because a very good record still. But the problem I have with the Giants is I feel like their coaching staff puts them in bad situations because Daniel Jones has stepped up tremendously this year. I will say that. But when we look at this division, you have the Eagles, number one, the Cowboys, number two, you have the Giants at three, and then you have the Commanders at four. All of those teams are above 500, meaning they're winning majority of their games, and all of them could make the playoffs. A whole division could make the playoffs, you guys. So that's how dominant this is. Now, the player you see here is the running back for the Eagles, and he is one of the best running backs. I think he's very underrated in this league, Miles Sanders. Is. Yes, he is. And what he did yesterday was phenomenal. They're the number one rushing team. They were the number one rushing team last year. Now that they're still the number one rushing team this year because the way – Jalen Hurts is able to do the run pass option the way he's able to run between the tackles. Then you have Miles Sanders able to run and he can throw. It's it's just crazy how this offense can fly. And I'm really happy for the Eagles because the Eagles are a dominant team. Oh, not that we're not talking about the Bucks and 49ers yet, but we're going to get into them. But definitely he had 18 touches, 155 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he was running all over the place yesterday on the Giants, and I I just don't know what the Giants – I don't know what answers the Giants have heading into, you know, next – like right now, like the next couple of games. What what do you have to say for the Eagles, Jeremiah, and can they make the Super Bowl? Now, I think they're going to get the number one seed. I think everybody else is going to fall in line. But can this Eagles team, how constructed, go to the Super Bowl and possibly win it? Well, to me, I think that the Eagles can get very far and possibly – can make it to the Super Bowl just because of this reason. They had their their little uh I would just say their little errors in that Washington game. Yeah. During that Washington game, they was already on the win streak and a lot of people wanted them to lose already. And they finally got that loss and they're just like, okay, we got this off of our back. We know what we need to fix. And you just see afterwards, just like you said yesterday, the defense is getting much better as it's keep going along because before it, it used to be having is is empty holes and it had to rely sometimes on the offense. Yeah. But these last few weeks, the defense has just been shutting teams out to where it's like suffocating the quarterback sacks and also the interceptions that, and that what makes the offense mm-hmm. just more relaxed so they can just do their job. Cause they, like, we already know we're going to, we're going to get the ball back already. And that just drives them to be even better team that they they already are and to me the last time we seen the eagles like this they did go to the super bowl when it was on this win streak yes they did but the only difference is i'll say with that team when they went to the super bowl they lost their number one quarterback which was carson Wentz at the time remember he had the yeah. very nasty knee injury he had a very bad knee injury i don't think he's the same he's been the same since that injury but nick Foles. The backup quarterbacks ends up going through the playoffs, winning, and then beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That was very, very big. But this Eagles team looks a little different to me. They are explosive. They are young. They are fast. They are physical. 
and they, they can get out the quarterback. They can create turnover. They can do a lot of different things. And that's why I think the Eagles are the best team in the league. Um, you can talk about the Bills, the Chiefs, anybody you want to, the 49ers. The the Eagles are the best team. They're 12-1. and They're the team They have been be. the best team mm-hmm. all season. Their quarterback, I believe he is the front runner of the MVP. I think the MVP is his. Um, I think he's been dominating the whole season, not just him passing, him improving on his passing game, but Jalen has also, he's always been that kind of running quarterback that can get you those 10 yards, those 15 yards, real tough yards like that. So I think this Eagles team, if they continue to play like this, if they continue to keep going like this, they're very much so could go to the Super Bowl. Because when I look at these other teams, I have a lot of questions about that other a NFC lot of teams. Questions. So let's get into those. Yeah, let's get into those NFC teams. Let's talk about those 49ers and the Bucks game. Now, my dad's a Bucks fan. You know, he's not a happy camper right now. So the Bucks end up losing 35 to 7. Now, Tom Brady is he was born and raised in California. He grew up a 49ers fan. He lives 20 miles from this um the stadium. And he comes home, he gets his family, uh, family and friends, 100 tickets to come visit this game, to come see him play, because this is his hometown. This is the team I grew up loving, the team that I grew up admiring. He admired Joe Montana, all these different things, and he loses 35-7. to Now, when, we, when I watch this game, all of it is not on Brady, even though he did not play well. All of it is not on Brady. When we look at this Bucks team, the Bucks team from top to bottom is just not very good. Their O-line has always been the issue because they had banged up. They got banged up in the offseason, and that was the question coming in. Can they protect Tom Brady? And it has not been looking good. They also don't have a deep threat like how they had Antonio Brown, things like that. They have, of course, they have Godwin. They have Scotty Miller. They have Mike Evans. But they don't have that deep threat that can get you those yards down the field, how an A.J. Brown or a Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, guys like that can go down the field. The Bucs do not have that. And not to mention – he does not have a solid tight end that's consistent in the middle, how he had Gronkowski with blocking and get, catching passes down the field. And not to mention, they're last in the league in rushing. And, you know, that is just, to me, so incredible because you would think with just a Hall of Famer like how Tom Brady is, this team – would just go the distance as it, as it would go. Because to be honest with you, that game at itself, it was a whole disaster just from the jump. I think uh, the 49ers, when it just first came out, you already had McCaffrey running the ball. You had Debo, and it, it was just back to back, back to back. And for their quarterback, the 49ers quarterback, he didn't really have to do too much when it came to the situation. So many weapons that were around him, and it was just so suffocating for that Bucks defense, which the defense has declined since that Super Bowl. And after a while, you know, they haven't, you know, been to that spot that they have been in a very long time. I mean, just like you said, with the the Tom Brady being over there, the Bucks itself, you know, right now that they're, they're low in percentage when it comes to that their third downs, not to mention when it comes to the, the percentage of them to even make the playoffs, is it is really out of whack because you're going to have them in the worst divisions, which they are right now, but then the Panthers are right behind them and are just two games behind. So it could have been anybody's spot to just try to squeeze right there into the playoffs right now. But as they're going forward, I really don't see Tom Brady and also 
just a team, you know, doing really nothing. But Warren, what do you think about the the Tampa Bay Bucks right now? I'll tell you something, man. And I, as I always say, you guys know way more football, man. Look, I'll say this. You you know way more football than how do they say it? Than than I could even I was it's that saying in reference to you 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 have forgotten more football than I even know. So we'll start there. <laughs> <laughs> but in reference, I mean, who doesn't know uh Tom Brady, man? I'll tell you something. I, I We'll see what happens, but I wanted you to go a little further into the fact that with the 49ers and their injuries and everything that's happening with them, um, can they still see themselves through to get to the uh, Super Bowl? To me, I really don't see it really going that far for them because at the same time, losing Debo and losing Jimmy G, I mean, at the end of the day, those are kind of glue pieces that were already veterans on that team in the first place. You know, they know that offense and that defense, you know, like the back of their hand and having them out there, they were the ones that actually you went to the Super Bowl with them a couple of years ago, although they didn't win, but they're just that recipe for going a little bit further. Now for their quarterback that's in right now, it's cool what he's doing right now. You know, he just beat on the Dolphins and he just beat the Bucks, but depleted defenses and stuff but you're going to go into a playoffs which is a whole different atmosphere no matter what sport that you're playing in basketball football or any other sports playoffs are a totally different breed when it comes to that you got the the big lights and then you got so much that's going to be going over you to where now you know you just have to change you you have to go up to that limelight and then you have to just prove yourself i belong here but i just think that's just going to be a big task and then you have a lot of big teams like the cowboys i will say the eagles and then you have so many other ones but of course their defense is very suffocating but the offense is going to worry me down the road i understand man i'll tell you something you spoke to playoffs and i like the fact that you brought in in any sport with playoffs you know i'm a basketball guy man so playoffs is another stage all players aren't ready for it they think that they are right and it takes a lot to be able to turn off uh not to say turn off but let's say say turn up you know what, what, what regular season is to going into the playoffs i always think about injuries you know where i'm well into my 40s right so i've been watching sports for a long time you know when you think about what players of the past used to do when it came time for playoffs injuries they put behind them you know you either taped up you know you figured it out and you you you, you know you went to the next you know you went to the next gear so um real quick back to tom brady you asked me a question man and i kind of had one of those senior moments for a moment but when it comes to tom brady man and to, to the mere fact of all of what he's been able to do in football is monumental but but can he do it another year with how they're looking now it, with some of what you were asking me, but I have to kind of then give it back to you for a second. What are your thoughts when it comes to that? You know, Philadelphia, you and Jasmine were talking about it earlier. They seem to be the team to, to beat. They seem to be the team that everybody's, for the most part, looking forward to being in the, um, uh, in the Super Bowl. But what about Brady, man? What's going on? I mean, when it comes to Brady, uh, I already see within his frustration, his his stance and just his his whole demeanor. He's already checked out already i just feel like this is going to be his last season with the bucks right now although he had his good times you know winning that one super bowl over there but i just think that his eyes are just set on leaving and maybe going maybe back home to maybe the 49ers you know because the 49ers they're not i don't know how they're going to really bring back jimmy g next season because Mm -hmm. he just coming off of an injury and he struggles with injury and then you already have the different pieces around him what other person would you want to get other than Brady? I mean, a Hall of Famer, you know, 
one of the best players to play this game ever, you know, the one with the most rings and knows how to win. And yeah. you have all the different assets. So just adding that quarterback is just going to be lighting like fuel with fire. You know, true, it, it's just true, going true. to be up in flames after that. And it's going to be hard for any team to kind of even beat them at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree, man. So I got to I got to ask you a question, man. You got me a little excited here. You know, when you said in reference to him going back home, which we know California. Right. So that would be a, a like a win win situation, so to speak, like a, a great way to close the chapter of, of his his career plan. Um, I always think right. about it when it comes to this, man. A lot of these players that have uh, illustrious careers, if I said that, you know, right in regards to being able to have so many wins, so many accolades, do they sometime stay too long and move from having been the hero into the villain, right? So I think about that with Brady to a degree. I think about that with LeBron sometimes. It's like I always say if LeBron went on back to Cleveland and and finished up there, then to me, I'm not a LeBron fan, man, but I'm just saying, you know, that would be able to make it, you know, be something that for the fans to be able to say, man, what a way to do it. So I agree with you with Tom Brady. If he was able to um, bow out by way of going back home, so to speak, that could be cool. I feel like sometimes some players stay too long. I would have liked to see him finish with that last championship. I'm excuse me, look at me basketball. That last Super Bowl, <laughs> bow out, close it off, let somebody else pick it up, and then, I mean, who's to say, man, who would he have been viewed as without this year on his resume? Yeah, because to be honest with you, these last two years, I mean, because of course, you know, they played the Rams last season inside mm-hmm. the playoffs, and of course, that team wasn't that good, the the that Bucks team. But still, Tom Brady had a great performance. It was playing like an MVP last season, but this True. season in itself is probably one of his worst seasons that he ha- has ever played. Has and ever played. That is one thing you do not want to end on, and yeah. especially, you know. I, I totally agree with you. Going back home and actually being there, maybe winning a certain thing or even competing to actually win something for your city is just something that I know he wants to just check off his list at the end of the day. I would and just agree, probably man. just retire back home because yeah. that would be a story ending, starting off, you know, where he started at being un, like a, a low draft pick, you yep. know, coming from the, the school that he did, you know, or wait and then. Being the star player that he is right now, just with his drive right now. And of course, you know, I don't agree with a lot of different uh, Super Bowls that he won, kind yeah, of things yeah. like that. But still, at the same time, I can never argue about him being one of the, gre- the, the greatest players that ever played this game. True. And to him to try to finish up and maybe going back home, you know, I would be so for that. Although it's going to look very dangerous for a lot of teams in the NFC because they probably do not want that. But not still, at the end of the day, I know he's going to make a business decision. And I think that's is going to be big for his legacy, too, maybe. Indeed. I like the last part of what you said, man, for his legacy. I think a lot of guys right now, even the females, because I know I know you're going to take us on into we're going to talk about Brittany Griner. But, you know, when right. you think about a lot of the guys within uh, a sports, man, it, it's been where how much of it is about their legacy, you know, or how much is it about their currency? You know what I mean? Like how, how much of where they're staying around way too long when they've already gotten a bag, so to speak, you know, are they in the way of letting the next player come in to, to, to be able to, to make their mark? So with that, hopefully, hopefully, right, if, if he chooses or if the opportunity presents itself for him to be able to move into um, going back to California, being able to finish up with the 49ers, that'll be great, right? If not, I think you might have said this a minute ago, 
Ah, seems like man, he needs to go in and close this thing. I mean, let the book close, man. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Let let, let yeah. somebody else. I, I think about, like I said, I'm a basketball guy, man. So I think about Jordan, you know, uh, um, with Washington. You know what I'm saying? LeBron now with with LA. It's like, come on, 20 years. It's all. And let's keep it real. And I'm a I'm a Kobe fan. It was kind of like Kobe in yeah. his last handful of years. We've seen it before. I'm a football guy back in the day. We've seen it happen with um, a few quarterbacks back in the day. But when let's look at it. The body is a machine to a degree. You can only yes. run it but so much. Yeah, and it's, it's almost time you gotta you gotta put put those cleats up. And for Tom Brady, if if he is going to put it up, I would just say the last place is maybe in San Francisco. But other than that, you have to put them up because Come right on, now, you know, you already gotta let just let the young ones go. I mean, if you still got in your system, but right now, how this season is going is one of his worst seasons. But hopefully, you know, he makes a smart decision next year and wherever he's going to go to and just finish out. Yes, sir. It'd be like me and you getting out on the field or on the court, man. I'm, I'm clearly going to say your, your, your youthful legs are going to run circles around me, right? I'm going to think my wisdom is going to be able to outdo it, but you're going to have a whole lot more of me with your youth, man. Yes, indeed, man. But but go on yeah. and bring us into this Brittany Griner situation, man. I mean, it's the top of the it's, it's, it's at the top of the, the, the food chain in reference to conversation when we look at what has been happening. But um, I, I've been told that we're going to go to a midpoint first, right? So yeah, following I'll the midpoint, man, you got something for us. No problem. Let's go to that midpoint. Yes, sir. Renting is everything. It's style at your doorstep. Off the runway and into your closet. It's every trend you've been dying to try and every designer you've yet to discover. It's wearing it your way every time and making it count everywhere you go. It's never worrying about what to wear because something new is always coming your way. That's why renting is everything. New styles, top designers, all for a flat monthly fee. Start your subscription at renttherunway.com. Low roasted over hickory fire and pulled by hand. This is the way pit pork has always been done. Pulled pork lovers, rejoice. The smoky old days are back at the Smoke Shack. From the creative team that brought you the Browning Project and Dead by Morning comes a new thriller that will change the way you look at white collar crime forever. Falling from the sky. You're watching Jasmine Pollock's First Impression Sports Talk. Be sure to join Jasmine every week for great conversation on the NBA, NFL, and a wide variety of sports topics. To see past episodes of First Impression Sports Talk, go to YouTube and search First Impressions Sports Talk. You can connect with Jasmine on LinkedIn by searching Jasmine Pollock. And now, back to more First Impressions Sports Talk. 
Welcome back to Jazz's First Impression Sports Talk. If you like to get voice of work done for your, your projects, you can go to leonthomasgroup.com and those voices you just heard from Kelly Johnson and Dion Hunter. If you'd like to be a guest on my show and see past episodes of my show, you can go to my website at jasmineonsports.com. Now we're going to head into the next segment, which Oren and Jeremiah talked about earlier, which is the Brittany Griner situation, which that's been the talk of the town on every news channel that you can think of. So let's get into it. So Jeremiah, Brittany Griner has been freed from Russia. There was a swap. I'm not going to get into all that. This is not a political show. So um, <laughs> let's talk about Brittany Griner. Let's talk about what this is going to do for the WNBA. Now, Jeremiah, being that she's freed, being that everyone has been hoping for her to come home, being that everyone was just screaming and chanting and asking for help. Now that she's back, what does this mean for the WNBA and how would the landscape of sports look for women? Well, when it comes to uh, this situation right here, I just feel like uh, for the WNBA, I would say this is a perfect time for them to uh, be with her, especially in, to, in the mental health uh, situation as she's going in right now. Because for me, that that's the biggest thing right now. Um, her coming back is just very huge for the WNBA itself, especially for the, the organization. Having her to be one of the, the best players that's actually in the WNBA right now, you know, even before you know, she went in. Yeah, right. Even before she went to the uh, inside or when it came to Russia, she was, of course, dominant a uh, big man you know hitting high number of points you know she in that yes. playoffs and especially in that championship she was almost mvp if i'm not mistaken during that yes. uh championship mm -hmm. run you know she was putting up big numbers Correct. and i do remember her especially when she was in uh college hitting those professional dunks and everything else like she was that big name and of course remember her always on that olympic team and it's a lot of things yes. that she stood for and mm -hmm. she was just such a great player to be around at certain periods of time and right now i think when it comes to the day right now it's going to her life for them to actually you know all the things that they did when it came to like you just said with their voices reaching out to so many of the, these uh these people to have this justice and everything right. that's going on it's just very special Agree. I feel like for Brittany Griner, of course, she's back home. She's back on her where she, her home. She's back where she she's most comfortable, where she thrives at. And this just has to be, you know, very thrilling for everyone, her friends, her family, all that stuff, even the league, the WNBA. And I feel like this will propel the WNBA. I feel like what the WNBA has been wanting was that that exposure, women being treated equally, getting equal pay. I read an article this morning that the the minimum the minimum paycheck that a WNBA player get is is 60k <laughs> $60,000 so if you're on the bench in the WNBA you're going to be making $60,000 which is a good salary but for right. what it's, they're doing for what they're doing though like i mean it's it's kind of interesting it's so, ridiculous yeah yeah so i feel like now that you have a big figure and she was before this ever happened Brittany griner was still one of your top players in the wnba and in college when she was at, i remember watching her when she was at baylor so she's a big deal yep. now that she's back home and that all the all the news all the press and everything like that this is going to propel the wnba because now people are going to be like let's go see Brittany griner that's let's go see this let's go do that let's go see where she goes they're going to follow her a lot, a lot of people that probably didn't know her now they're going to be like, okay, now I'm going to be in tune. Now I'm going to say, okay, let's look at how good she is. And she's very talented. 
So I feel like for the WNBA, this is going to be very good for the ratings. It's going to be good for getting them that boost because they're looking to give women more salary. They're looking to get more women, get them higher paid, all those different things like that. And even I look at the other young female athletes, not just in basketball, looking to this situation and they're, they're getting inspired. Definitely. So, I mean, this is a big deal for women's sports. It is a big deal for women's sports. So really excited to see what's going on. I'm, I hope Brittany comes back and I know she's going to have to go through, have some time and different things like that, because I know that was a traumatic experience being in a different place at that time. And now she's back home. Now she can be like, okay, let me just get back to normal. Let's get back to normal things. And I think, well, it'll right. be a while till we see her get back into the swing of things, but Shout out to Brittany. Glad she's back. Now let's go to the playoff picture. Let's go back to the NFL. NFC and AFC playoff picture. This has been crazy. Let's start with the NFC since it's on there. Oh, man. Okay, so Philadelphia is number one. The team we just talked about the first segment, they already yes. clinched a playoff spot. Now we're just waiting to see who's going to get that home field advantage. And I believe Philadelphia will get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I believe the road to the Super Bowl is going to be through Philly. Minnesota's number two. They took an L yesterday against the, the Lions, which I yes. wasn't surprised because the Lions are a very scary team. The San Francisco 49ers, who you and Oren talked about, they, they beat up on Brady yesterday. Then we have the Bucks, And you know what's crazy? Even though the Bucks lost that bad, they're still, they're still in game. the playoffs. <laughs> they're still in the playoffs. It's insane. And they're six and seven. Six and, and you seven. See I, that, I, just, I don't even know what to say. And you see that then, San Francisco yeah. is one game behind the Minnesota, literally. One like, game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then we have Dallas, who is also in the same division with the Philadelphia Eagles. They're number, they're the, the second team behind them. And look, all the NFC East teams are there. You have Philly, you have Dallas, you have Washington, then you have the Giants. Now, when we look at this picture, this is not final. I want everyone to know that this is not a final thing, especially that number five, six, and seven. That could change at any given moment because oh, man, you still yes. have teams. So you could say fifth, five, six, and seven are what you call wild card teams. So those are the teams that are still trying to play in. They can get, they can um play on the wild card weekend and boot out one of the top four teams. So it looks interesting. Now let's go to the AFC, which is so tight right now. Let's go to the AFC standings. So when we look at the mm -hmm. AFC, the AFC the is probably division look at this. I want you to look at the records. Buffalo and Kansas City have the same record, but because Buffalo is number one, is because Buffalo beat Kansas City already earlier this season. Baltimore, they they're winning without Lamar, which is also scary. Yes. That's a problem. Tennessee, I don't think Tennessee's gonna their Tennessee is number four. They're them and the Bucks are in the same conversation. Um, yeah, because they're in a bad like division, so yes. they're just like automatically in there. Right. So Tennessee, I'm very skeptical of. They lost to the Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. Cincinnati is a scary team because you know Joe Burrow and them. They're getting healthier. They're picking up right where they left off. And not to mention, they won the AFC last year and went to play the Rams in the Super Bowl. The Dolphins, <laughs> huh? I mean, they lost to the Chargers yesterday, last night on Sunday Night Football. What's going on, Jeremiah? We'll talk about that on another time. But look, yes. then we have the Chargers at number seven. <laughs> now, my dark horse team in the AFC, That's one it. of them was the Chargers. I did it say was. I love the Chargers. Justin Herbert, he's probably one of my favorite young quarterbacks in this league. But when we look at this, Jeremiah, well, let's play talk AFC. Mm -hmm. Will the Bills hold on to win 
the AFC and can they go, can they be the number one seed? Let's just, let's start there. Can they have home field advantage? Will the Bills have home field advantage? Because I know the Dolphins played them on Saturday. Mm, I would say no. And for everybody in the AFC, I hope that they say no too, because nobody wants to go to Buffalo in the playoffs no, with that cold, cold weather over there. Because this is my thing with the Buffalo. Okay. They have, of course, Miami. Of course, they are going to be the favorites to win. They can probably may win. But then right after, you have the Buffalo, I mean, not Buffalo, the Cincinnati Bengals, which is going to be a big game. That's going to be an interesting game. And if you look at Kansas City's rest of the the season, Mm -hmm. they're going to have a real smooth schedule to go about. Now, yeah. you already seen what happens when it came to yesterday and they, and Mahomes had those picks against, of course, the Broncos, but he finished out that those games. When it comes to Josh Allen, when he's throwing certain picks, and just like when it came to the Jets yesterday, they struggled a little bit against the Jets. They didn't score points until it was Wasn't about it to be Wasn't it 16 to 12? That was the score. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like, yeah, tw- uh, tw- 12 to 20, like 12 to 20 or something like close game like that. And that's even what a hurt like, like that. It was Michael. a very low scoring game. Yes. And it was just difficult. And Buffalo was at home. They were at home. And that does wear me down the road. Of course, their defense is getting a little bit better, but I think they're going to miss that presence of Vaughn. And if but, they're relying but on this Josh Allen to run. I have told people about the Bills for I don't know how, how many days. This whole season, I've not been sold on the Bills. This whole season. Now, I know one of our um, producers, one of our um, team members, Dion, he is a huge Bills fan, so he might despise me for this, but I'm being honest. (laughs) The Bills, if we're looking at the Bills right now, I am not saying that they are a very good team. They are. They are going to be a contender. They're going to be there at the end. But when I'm talking hitting that next step of getting to the Super Bowl and having that pressure, the Bills don't have it for me. And not to mention, you lose somebody like Von Miller. Of course, you look like a number one defense against Mike White, who is the second string quarterback for the Jets because they're You're supposed one to be winning that game. You're supposed <laughs> to win that game. So I'm not sold on that. But I'm talking about the games. You lose to Miami earlier. You battle with a, my Packers, who are not a good team this year. They're trying to figure things out. You battle with them. You lose to the, you. You almost lose to the Ravens. The Ravens should have beaten you because the Ravens were up on you. But you end up coming back because the Ravens didn't have a good defense early this season. But and they lost to those same Jets game, earlier. You lost to the Jets earlier. So it's split. Now, when I look at the Bills, the Bills are not – I just don't trust them when it comes to those last chance things. Even remember that Vikings game they just had. That game was – Oh, man. Josh Allen gave that game away. And that's why I feel like the biggest problem with him is – He's a great young quarterback. He is one of the best young quarterbacks in this league. But when it comes to getting to that next level and the game is on the line, I am skeptical of Josh Allen because he will turn the ball over. He They give him too much of the green light, and I feel like that's an issue. I feel like, okay, there's nothing wrong with giving your young quarterback, okay, we're giving you the ropes, we want you to do this, but reel him back a little bit. Okay, you don't have to do too much. And I feel like they say, oh, Josh, do everything. I don't yeah. think he should do everything. I don't because think so. and that's and that's my thing. You let him put his body on the line. Let's just say in the playoffs, anything can happen to where you have 
two huge guys coming at him and, and coming from different sides. He's a big and you dude. know how dude. hard those hits be. Now let's go back to the NFC graphic. I want to see that picture. Now, when we look at the NFC, <laughs> NFC, with the exception of the Eagles, have I have questions about each team. The Eagles, it's I have no suspect. question about them. But when we look at the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, I don't think they can win with him. Even though Justin no. Jefferson, that dude is a stud. I mean, he's he's probably man. I don't. Justin Jefferson's top three. I, I'm gonna say that now. Justin right. Jefferson is carrying that team. He is. When we look at San Francisco, now I know they beat the Bucks yesterday pretty badly, but Debo Samuel is injured, who is their best player on the offense. They're down to their third-string quarterback, you guys, their third string. Even though they beat Brady yesterday, I get all that. But when we talk about going into the playoffs, you have That's to go on the road. It's a different conversation. And I'm going to tell you this, and me and my dad just talked about this an hour ago. You do not – I don't care what the Bucks look like right now. If Brady's in the playoffs, if he is in the playoffs, he is a problem. Don't bet I don't against what him. anybody has to say. Please. It's something – Something about that man in the playoffs. The man has been to 10 Super Bowls for a reason, okay? He's played in the biggest games. He has seven rings. We may not ever see that again. But we have to be very cautious on the 49ers. I get they have the number one defense. That's awesome. But I am skeptical when it comes, if they have to go, let's say if they have to go play Philly on the road. I don't think they're beating Philly oh, on the road, man. especially in a cold climate. They're, so think about this. The 49ers are in San Francisco. Warm weather. Think about you have to travel to Philly if it's cold, if it's raining. That's going to be a whole different ball game. So the Eagles, what they're going to do, they're going to run the ball. I'm, I'm just going to run the ball. I'm just going to run the ball. Now, San Francisco has the number one rush defense, but against a Eagles number one rushing offense, that's going to be very interesting to see. Dallas Cowboys, y'all can forget about that. I, I'm not talking about Cowboys. Y'all know I don't like the Cowboys. The Cowboys should have lost yesterday to a one and ten Texas team. They battled with a one and Texans, one and ten Texas team at home. Literally beat them by four points. Four points with a minute left. Yes. Are to you, be and, honest, and the Texans. Been, come on, man. No. The Texans really should have won that game because Dak threw an interception right then, and that was like seconds left. And of course. The, the Texans were right there. They went for it on fourth down, and I think they should have went for a field goal and just had six points in the ball game. But, you know, the Texans are a worse team for a reason. But Dallas, but I, I'm Dallas, not sold on them, you know? I'm not sold on Dallas either. Dallas, you're supposed to be – I hear Dallas is the best team in the league. They're, oh, my gosh, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, come on, I know I'm hearing about the Cowboys. Let's go to Washington. <laughs> Washington, now – when I look at Washington, I have questions about Washington. Like, I'm not sure what I'm getting from Washington. They're a good team. They are a good team. They they can compete. But it's just, what Washington team are we getting each and every week? Yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. Question. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they have a, a dark horse to them. They to do. They, they do have a dark horse, yeah. Off of the mark. Like, yeah. like they did to the Eagles. They came out of nowhere and just won that game because it was like, we're just having a fighter's chance. And that's what I think that team is, just a fighter's chance. I agree. Then that last team that we saw was the, the, the Giants. Now, the Giants team, I feel like the Giants, like I said before, I feel like their coaches put them in an awkward situation. I feel like they put, they put the Giants in a weird situation. The Giants mm -hmm. can't. 
can win games. They can't compete. They have a good defense. They, of course, Saquon Barkley is very talented. They have some injury. But when we look at when we look at the Giants, I feel like the Giants. It's as far as their coach goes. I feel like Daniel yes. Jones has played very well this year. He's played the he has improved very much. The turnovers are not the same anymore. He's making the right decisions and the right reads. So I think it's not all on him, but I feel like as the coach, you're not play calling correctly. You're not giving your team the best chance of winning. I feel like there's certain plays that he said we should not do. There are certain calls that he should not go for. But the Giants can be one of those teams too that could flip it at any time. They are getting healthier. They can do it. They're in that seventh spot for a reason. So you never know. Yeah, because I, I really don't want them. Because one thing that these teams in wild cards uh, don't want to do is bump into a, a hot Eagles team for their first playoff game. But then that's like just, that goes for the same look. But here's the thing. Commanders are the only team that's beaten the Eagles. So they know what they're getting from the Eagles. So yeah. let's, let's say for the sake of argument, the – Commanders have to go play the Eagles. That could be an interesting game because now the commanders know how to beat them. They're the only team that's beaten them this year. And they're going in as underdogs. So it's like people don't expect us to win, but we can win. That's just like yesterday's game exactly. against the um the Dolphins and the Chargers. Nobody expected the Chargers to win that game. They won. The no game. one. I mean, everybody on Sunday night football, Maria Taylor, Jason Garrett, all of them picked the Dolphins. Everybody picked Eat, the Dolphins. And that's everybody. why I always give it to any given Sunday, although you have people out, there's always that one or more players that are sitting on the sidelines to be like, I deserve a chance to be in this starting lineup. And that's where Agreed. they prove their, their stardom right there. That's why you never take any team for granted. And that's why that and that's what makes the playoffs even more special. Never take any I team agree. for granted because that can happen. That wraps up first impression sports talk on that note. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you, Oren. Thank you, Remy. Really excited for the football season. This football season is coming to a close. We're, we're going to be seeing playoff talk all these past few weeks. We're going to see what's going to be happening. College is still on. We're still going to see those bowl games. The college football playoff is coming. There's a lot of exciting things happening in sports, so I'm really excited. So we'll see you next week for more First Impression Sports Talk. We're going to get into more different things. We're going to talk about more NFL, NBA, WNBA. That's going to be a whole topic of discussion. See you guys next week. We'll